Welcome. You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you could join us. Today we're here with Dr. Maria Sampalis, an optometrist in private practice in Cranston, Rhode Island, who's also taking over a corporate sublease. She's the founder of Corporate OD, an online community for corporate-affiliated ODs. She's a member of our Women in Optometry advisory panel, and she's the author of the newly released book, Finding Your Best Potential Future Self Now, which is available on Amazon. Uh, Dr. Sampalis, was this book written primarily for ODs? Tell, tell us a little about the, the genesis of the book. Yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. It's always an honor to be affiliated with Women in Optometry. It's uh, uh, you know, an up-and-coming uh, thing in optometry, uh, 70% of the graduating class being female. I think we need to have a platform to inspire and motivate the young females out there. Um, to have the profession move on. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of blogging and within the group, I've learned so much from uh, corporate optometry on Facebook. And, you know, notice that a lot of the professionals and a lot of information out there for optometry, uh, there, was, there wasn't a lot of personal development. There's a lot of practice management, clinical, not a lot of personal development. Um, so I, I wanted to, when I started that, because it took me time to kind of being 11 years out of school to figure out you know, what I needed to do in my career to make that I wanted to do in my career. Um, and a lot of it was just, wasn't just practice management was personal development. And I, you know, I didn't have a mentor. A mentor is important to have. Um, but you know, I didn't have one. So I said, what, what can I do for myself to do what I want to do in my future, set my future, uh, career pathway for myself. And so I, I had done a lot of research and, uh, personal development was one of it. And, um, originally had it, geared towards uh, optometrists, but, you know, have left it open to uh, the young entrepreneur out there that, that wants to succeed in any any business field and feels like it's it's hard to kind of, you know, break through. Um, and, and what I've learned, um, you know, building corporate optometry and building my own practice, um, this has been some, I think, great feedback and great tips for docs, um, if whatever they want to pursue in their career or in their life, this is what they need to do in order to get there. It took me 11 years to figure it out. Um, and I'm hoping that this book um, can help uh, optometrists or entrepreneurs alike to, to do what they want. Great. Great. Several of your chapters focus on the willingness to take on new challenges, uh, to accept risk. And obviously with that comes uh, the possibility of failure. Um, I think one of the lessons here that I keep reading in this book is that uh, em embracing failure when it happens can, can actually be a, a good thing on this path toward personal development. So how, um, how would you describe yourself? Are you risk averse? Are you, are you looking for, for risk? I mean, where do you fall in that spectrum? I think there's always a risk. Uh, yeah, I, I want there to be reward. And the highest reward always has a big risk, right? Um, you got to be able to do that. And you got to be able to challenge yourself. And, and there has been a lot of failures. Like when it goes up and down, it's like um, like a big wave, you know? And, and then once you're at the bottom, you're like, oh, you know, this is tough. And then all of a sudden, things just get, just with all your hard work, it just gets better. It just takes time. It goes in swings. And, and that's what I like to tell optometrists where they're starting a new business where, you know, maybe it's November, December, and it's business is very slow, you know, they get nervous about being on their own. And I talked to a lot of doctors. Um, 
but you know, they have that fear, but you know, it keeps back up. Optometry is a cyclical business. Um, and they just need to figure out how it goes. Um, and, and when they, when they have that fear to kind of reframe that fear to, to, to find other approaches to grow their business or, or whatever approach they have to whatever business they're doing. Um, and, and, and taking risk is, is a thing because once you take that risk, there will be failure, but you'll overcome that failure with hard work or whatever your strategy is. And you gain confidence and confidence, I think is, is the big thing to succeed. And once you have that confidence, Nobody can take that away from you, even if you have small losses. So, so when we're talking about risks, are we talking about like you know big risks, capital R, you know risks, um, major infusion of of cash, the kinds of things like buying a practice, or or are does this also include smaller risks? And what what might some of those be that optometrists face? It can be small risks. Yeah, it can be just be small risks and, and, and just stepping in front of, of your local optometrist. If you're a young female or a young op, uh, optometrist coming out in the field and getting yourself out there and, um, you know, kind of challenging the status quo in, in, in the area and try to change things. It's a small risk to, to do that. But once you do that, you, you know, you gain confidence and then you do have the big risks. You know, once you ha- once you celebrate those small wins in your career or whatever your path is, um, the big risks or the big R's, as you want to say it, um, they don't, they don't seem as, as, um, as big as you think they be. It's just a number. So, you know, you put in the work, the the more focus you put on a certain area in your career or or your office, you're going to see results sooner or later. Um, so yeah, there are uh, risks, but there, there are rewards and it is much more difficult out there than what it used to be, um, for optometrists. And I understand that, but, um, there are a lot of optometrists that I've talked to, um, that have started cold, um, that are very successful. Um, and some of them that, you know, might not have the high gross, but net pretty well income. Um, and I think that's, that's a big reward in itself in a practice. And for females out there to work, you know, three, four days a week in their own business and be able to have a family, um, that's pretty rewarding itself and a risk because, you know, you have basically two businesses, your mom and your own business. Right, right. And and risk-taking, uh, especially if you're a, a mom, um, a, a partner, you're not just talking about your yourself. I mean, because this work affects everything you do. Um, the, the risk, if you're miserably unhappy with your work, it's going gonna, it's gonna to spill over. Um, do you talk about that as, as part of personal development is kind of this, this, uh, pursuit of happiness. Yeah. I think you have to be happy in what you want. So that's one of the things is for me, if, if I was employed, I don't think I'd be happy. Even if I was making even more money, um, I think you have to find the, the right balance. Are there elements of being a mom that you've brought into your professional development? So for me, you know, I'm a mom and I'm optometrist. So, you know, I, I, I love optometry. You know, it's, it's, I think it's a great profession. Um, and I I feel there are still opportunities out there. Um, but you know, for my practice, I let the patients know, you know, I'm a mom first, you know, and my family is incorporated into this practice. So, um, and I, I, and I think that's okay. I don't think there needs to be a separation of that. And for personal development, I feel that, being a mom, I've learned certain things being a mom that I can incorporate into my practice, uh, where it's, you know, uh, multitasking, um, you know, being able to, um, 
know, being consistent, uh, having approach, being able to plan ahead, um, and, and things like that to, to, to be able to bring into my practice that can, um, translate into a successful practice in the future. And, and, and it is a small practice, but it's growing as my family grows. And I think the other things are, is, is focusing, you know, you focus on your, on the individuals, your, your children, right? So you figure each children's different. So you figure what their, um, strengths and weaknesses are and the same thing. I think you can bring to the practice within individual patient, individual care, um, and being personal, uh, with each person, uh, each patient as you are with your children and, 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 and leading by example. So you want your kids to follow a certain, uh, behavior or, or, or be a sit in a certain way. I think the same way in your practice, if, if you're able to portray, um, you know, quality care and your or high end product with technology in your practice, that will translate into more value and and not trying to compete with, you know, two for 99 for your practice. I, I think that's important as well. Right. Right. In the book, um, going, going back to the topic of risk, do you have um, advice for the risk averse optometrist? The, the ones who just because of circumstances, because of where they live, because of what the options are, just feel perhaps um, like this is where they are for now and and taking any chance to to step outside of that box is too too risky what do you what do you say to them what I say to them <laughs> uh, I say bring it I said uh, you know um, any adversity that I've had in my career uh, any you know uh, competition or anything else I, I say bring it you know um, if you put in the hard work, you put in the strategy, you, you network with optometrists around you, good things will come. Um, I, I don't think you need to be intimidated by these outside factors. Um, your personal brand is very important to patients in the community. Your brand is, is, is so important that an employer is going to try to restrict you with a restricted covenant three, four miles away for a year, two years, five years. Think about how important that is. For, to understand, to translate the, how, how powerful that you can be, um, in that community. And, um, just, just, you know, building your personal brand and there's so many different platforms out there. You feel that it's harder nowadays. It's easier to get your name out there now with Google blogging, social media, and it's just taking the time to do it and, and just understand, uh, explaining things to the public, um, either whatever it is, blue, blue light about sunglasses, common things. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do, even if you feel intimidated. Um, there's a, you, you need to be able to take that risk and push yourself to learn, to, to learn more in the community or, or whatever you're, whatever you want to do. Um, you just got to keep up that momentum and, and there will be times you'll fail or you feel down and, and you just got to get back up, you know, and just keep continue to motivate yourself. It's just, you know, if, 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 if you're in your head, you're telling yourself that you can't do it, you already failed. If, if you believe in yourself and you can do it, um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of opportunity out there and just got to be able to see things in a different way. So, um, you know, I tell docs and I talk to them on the phone, if, if I can do it, so can you. So, um, you just got to put, put in the work and ignite that fire. Have you had a, a particular risk reward scenario that's worked out well for you? Oh yeah. I mean, um, it's been almost a one year anniversary now. So Sears optical closed, um, uh, last August, I was actually in Greece with my family and I found out that Sears closed and I came back, um, 
and found, you know, I had two weeks to move out. I opened a new practice in two weeks down the street. Um, and, you know, celebrating one year in here and, and, and looking at the books and, um, you know, I, I actually told myself, I actually told myself, I'm like, Oh, this is going to be, this is going to be, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. What, what if, you know, what if, uh, it doesn't work, but then I said, you know, we're going to make it work. And, um, it, it's been, um, it's been a, a nice addition, a nice change for my family. Um, practice ownership is for me and a lot of opportunities have come out of it as well. Um, with just putting in work, um, into the practice and, and corporate optometry has grown tremendously over the last two and a half years on Facebook. Um, and that's put in a lot of work, but I was also told by many times by many people that nobody cares about that group, that sector in optometry. And uh, I think the group has really changed the way corporate optometrists are viewed in the industry. And, um, you know, it's getting a lot of attention now and, um, and, uh, it's up and coming up to almost 25,000 members in about two and a half, two and a half years or so. And, um, finding your best potential future self now is available through Amazon. It is. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again next time on WL Voices. If you'd like to be part of our podcast series, please contact us. You can email us at wovoicesonline at gmail.com or via our website, womeninoptometry.com, on Facebook at WL Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.